All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Don't Kill the Messenger podcast, where we believe that conversations lead to relationships and relationships equal business. So today I have Alicia Barr here, and she is a effect, like a super effective salesperson. She like will show you how to close 90% of your leads. At least that's what I've heard. This is what she's told me. She's helped me actually improve some of my own sales with some of the things that I that I was doing, she was like, do this, change this. Simple trick there, and it immediately helps. I saw a big increase already. So welcome, Alicia, glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me, Victor. Awesome, awesome. So um, you and I met, was it almost two months ago now? Jeez, time flies. Is it only two months? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's like we met two months ago at a live event, and you, were just like talking about your story about how you left 95 and you kind of started this and it, it was just fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about what about sales is really appealing to you. What drew you to that? Yeah. So, I mean, I had a digital agency for a while, but I was tired of exchanging time for money. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I, and I've always been really good at sales. So I decided to help people with it because people have such a terrible connotation with it a lot of the time. Yeah. Like some of the people that would be the best salespeople are like, Oh my God, I'm terrible at sales. They're always like the good ones. Um, at least with my framework. So, uh, basically like I like sales because it's fun to make money. <laughs> of course. Who doesn't like to make money? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's fun to help people. So my approach is very much like a helpful approach and like for for people that want to help their clients, I mean, you're not going to be able to help them if you can't sell them. So right. absolutely. Yeah. I saw you post something about that recently. We were like, you gotta, you gotta sell people to be able to help them. Right. Yeah. So. And I mean, people, you know, don't, don't think of sales like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like, it's not a bad thing. Like if you can't communicate what you can do for somebody, in a way that makes them sign up for you with you, then it doesn't, you know, your noble intentions or whatever that you're like, not a salesperson, like don't benefit anybody. That, I mean, like, yeah, I, I get that. Cause I, I was actually, I would say maybe a year ago is I know I'm not even um, like earlier this year, I think you and I had spoken about this where like, I just completely was sucking at sales. Like I was horrible. And I think what it is for most people is they, they feel like this, I don't want to feel slimy. I don't want to feel pushy. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Right. Um, but I remember what you ended up telling me was like, how can you help more people if you don't get them to see that you can, you're the one to help them? Yeah. Right. So like, what would you say to someone who like is just thinking you're like, well, like sales is not for me. I'm not that person. I can't do it. Like I don't have that personality or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're like, I think that you only have to worry about it if you own your own business, <laughs> right, <laughs> which okay, like, right. most of the people that we talk to do. So yeah. assuming that you own your own business um, and you're saying, I'm not good at sales. Like you are good at sales. If you're an expert at what you do, and you know it well, and you care about doing a good job, then you are good at sales. And I would tell you to just focus on helping the person on the other line and that they're just a person like you 
who has a problem that they are trying to solve and can't solve it and you can and that's awesome and that is how i would approach the call instead of it being like let me convince you and tell you all the things that are so great about what i'm doing here's some technical buzzwords or whatever else like just focus on helping whatever challenge they have at the moment i that's interesting that you say that um because I was, this reminds me of something that happened to me. I was on a call with like a really well-known branding author and I knew I could help her. And it, it was something that I was like, man, this is going to be fantastic. I'm going to love having, like working with this person. Like she's, she's awesome. I read her book. I love her book. Like she's helped me kind of look at branding differently. And then when we were on the call, I got to a point where I, I got so focused on like the tactics of like how to sell rather than like just talking to her like a normal person. She's just a person just similar to what you said. Yeah. Like what, what, what would you say is one of the like big stopping areas for, for people that kind of fall into that trap? Um, so I think that a lot of people end up talking about what they think is really great about their product. Okay. Um, instead of what the person on the other line would think was great about their product. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's a common mistake. Like we're so in what we do that we're like, Oh my God, and this and this, I mean, most people don't even know half of what you're talking about when you talk about like technical buzzword stuff, like you need to be selling the results, uh, not like the thing that you're selling. So the result is like a 50% increase in leads or losing 10 pounds or no anxiety or like the tactics to get there aren't really important to them. And if they are, they'll definitely ask questions about it. But the main thing that they care about is that you have like a lot of things in place to make sure that they achieve the thing that they want. Okay. So like I, I what I hear is essentially make sure that you actually listen to the person. Yes. Don't focus on like, all right, I'm going to sell them by, showing them this is cool and then this cool. For example, like with chatbots, like they're cool and they're new and people are like, oh, this is awesome. Other people are like, these absolutely annoy me and like, or whatever it was. Yeah. And that was one of the conversations I was having. And then I remember specifically, I was talking more about the product of like chatbots rather than like, this is what it's going to help you do to sell your course. This is what it's going to help you do to have more sales calls. Right? Yeah, it comes down to like, oh yeah, you think they're annoying? Like, do you think that having 10 times the response of email is annoying? Right, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no? Okay, cool. That's what a chatbot does. Right, when done <laughs> right, it actually, it shouldn't annoy people. When done right, it should actually help people move along, keep the conversation going until that life component, someone comes in and is like, hey, so, let me let let me answer those questions or something like that, right? But well, I, I, also, it's like okay, some people are going to be annoyed, but can you imagine all the things that you wouldn't do in life just because some people might be annoyed? Like you would do nothing. That's true. Yeah. So um, I guess just to and then that was I guess that was kind of like me uh, selfishly taking some coaching there from you on, uh, on from something that I learned in the past. I learned kind of the hard way. I ended up not working with that person. They said they yeah. found someone that felt more confident in what they were saying. Like, I, 
was one didn't sound confident because I was sounded confused and I was trying to use all these tactics. Yeah. Two, you know, like I wasn't showing them what they actually wanted to hear and like the end result and, right. you know, didn't treat them like a person. But with that, what, what would you say are like some of the most common mistakes people make on sales calls? Yeah. I mean, the most common mistake that I see is like, well, in the world that we're in, yep. uh, there's a lot of scripts. Yeah. Um, and like the sales training is very much designed to not treat them like a person. So <laughs> it's like, you know, this perfect sequence of, of questions or whatever. And like, you know, find the pain and like really like twist the knife and then, you know, talk about like, what would their life look like if they solved this and what would it look like if it didn't? And it's like, I don't know. It's just very, um, obvious and manipulative to me. And if it works for you, like that's cool. But most people, when they, when they're using it they feel weird while they're doing it so if you yeah. use that script and you feel totally comfortable doing it and it's working for you do it all day like i'm about data um if it's working who cares right but yeah makes sense most, yeah but most people feel weird and they're just doing it because everybody says this is what works um instead of just like I don't know, treating the person like, like a human, like think about, <laughs> yeah. when, think about when you've been, uh, on the other side of a script, like it's so not a great feeling. Like you're yeah, like, you I feel like hear it too. you hear it. And also like, if somebody asked me that sequence of questions, I would be like, I don't feel like you're trying to understand my problem. I feel like you're just saying whatever you want to say. And like, you're just going to ask this next question regardless of what I say. You know, it's like you feel like something's missing there. So that that's probably the feeling that people are trying to avoid, right? Like that they're like, you made the other person feel kind of like used and kind of like you're just another person, just another number to get to a sale compared to like, I can actually help you. Let me pay attention to what it is you're actually telling me. Yeah. All anybody wants is to be heard and understood. Like, okay, you get my problem. Like you get it and you know how to solve it. Yeah. That's all I want. I don't need to like really feel my pain. I mean, maybe that's like the case for some, um, you know, industries. I can't really think like the personal development ones maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. I don't, I don't know. Even then I don't think that I would choose that approach. I would try to focus on like, you know, understanding where they were coming from and being like, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Is it like this, that, and the other? Oh yeah. Well, this would fix this and, and we would do this. And I mean, like how did, you know, I would focus on like the solution and the result way more than making them feel bad. That makes sense. I mean, cause that's, again, like I came to this realization probably around the time that we met that if, if I don't, have someone or I guess on a sales call if I don't have someone say like you know what I'm gonna do this commit to working together then they're gonna go off and buy from somebody else who may not be as good as what I can do to help them right they may not get a, the result that they're looking for and it was kind of like a mindset shift I feel to really look at it that way as opposed to saying like oh man like I'm taking their money I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to feel slimy, but instead it seems like I can help you if you make this commitment. 
Is that kind of your yeah, place? That is a big thing of what I talk about, actually. It's in my course. It's like, you know, you're saving them in a yeah. lot of ways. And, and that's something that I really enjoyed about sales. Like when you're like, wow, you know, why did you like sales? Like I, it's fun to help people, but also I took pride in saving them from someone who was good at sales and, and bad at the execution because that is extremely common. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen it. Like I, I had, I had, <laughs> so that same month that we met, I had a client, the same, same similar thing um, brought on, they didn't want to commit to like our, our, our current, um, like commitment that we do with people. And then like, we usually do like six months and stuff. And then, um, what they ended up doing, they did one month, the next month they had someone else come in and totally just blow it up. And they came back to me the next month and they were like, Hey, can you fix this? And I was like, I could, but how much further along would we be? Had you committed to right. like following through for those six months, you know, like we would be month three, not month one again, mm -hmm. you know, like fixing, putting out fires and stuff like that. And that, that's, I love that that's your approach because that's, I feel like a lot of people come to this, like they just they have a hard time making that shift. So what would you say to someone who's like over just right there, ready to do it, but they're not yet. They haven't made that shift yet of looking at it that way. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, you just have to realize that, like, you can't help them if you don't sell them. And you, you know, like, it, yeah, it, it can come from a good place. It doesn't have to be a bad place. And it's not like this weird power dynamic where it's like, oh my God, I'm trying to get your money and like convince you to give <laughs> money. Like, that's a weird feeling. And I think that's how most people look at it and they get all nervous on the phone. And so I try to give this example about like being, you could be recommending literally anything to them. It's the same kind of conversation. So like an example I give is being in a grocery store and you're in the pasta sauce aisle and you're looking at pasta sauce and the person next to you is like, man, I really don't know which pasta sauce to get. And you're like, well, I tried the red pepper. And if you like spicy, like it has a great kick or the tomato basil was like a great sweet flavor. And they're like, you know what? I like spicy. I'm going to get red pepper. Thank you so much. That is how the conversation should feel. It should feel like you are talking about toothpaste, what movie you recommend, oh, which dog you're going to. Like, it's just like a conversation like anything else with a person. If you were talking to them and not expecting money to be exchanged at the end, you wouldn't feel all weird. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's a perfect analogy. Cause that's, that's exactly how I feel now when I'm talking to people because I'm just like, listen, and, and someone, and I think um, you and I both heard it at the event, you know, like you kind of get to stay with your problem that much longer if you don't have me help you, if you don't commit to working together, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, I can help you whenever you're ready. It, right. It's more like how long do you want to stay with that problem, right? Yeah, Whatever like that is. Like sooner than later is preferable, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you need time, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and that's one of the things I like absolutely love. I love that approach. I love having that feeling that like associating with that type of conversation because now it's like you're not you're not focused on like, oh, the money, the money. It's like I can serve you, I can help you this way. Just this is the best way I can do it, right? And yeah, you're like diagnosing their problem. So you're talking to them. Like I have um, a client who helps people become best-selling authors. And there are two reasons that you want to be a best-selling author. You either 
want it for lead generation or you want to like impact the world and, and make a difference with your yeah. message. Um, and so he has questions that he asked to figure out what kind of person they are. And then he only speaks to that part of his product. He's not going to talk about the stuff that they don't care about. If they're talking about making an impact and a difference, why are you talking about lead gen? Nobody cares. That, you know? that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you figure out what diagnosing them and their problem and what they want help with. And then speaking to how you're going to solve that specific problem rather than like, you know, all of your stuff. That's like along the same lines of talking about what they want to hear instead of what you think is cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I love that because then the more, and I feel like the more of these conversations you have, the better you're going to get at just being able to listen to the person because we've, we're so used to like scripts and like automating ourselves to the point to where like I start writing an email halfway through. I'm like, Oh, let me delete that paragraph. Let me edit this. Let me edit that. Let me edit this. That we can't, we can't do it in person one-on-one -on -one anymore. And like truly listen. We're, we're so focused on what we're going to say next that we, we stop listening. That's like the biggest problem I found with people like, cause they can wrap their brain around this concept, but a lot of times on the call, they forget to focus on the other person. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I get it. Like I've, I've been, I, that's happened to me a couple times, you know? So it's um, like, a, <laughs> it's just really focusing in. I mean, I, one of my friends told me, you know, they said you have two years for a reason, right? Listen yeah. Two years in one mouth. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry, I should have put him out. Big old lab. No worries, I got a dog too. Sometimes he wants to come in here and he loves like chilling next to me and next to my desk and everything like that too. So, um, but yeah, what would you say then, um, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see with people that start working with you? For example, because I know you kind of have this service that is you kind of coach people on their like even live on their calls from what I hear and help them through it to, to help the other person. Like what, what would what do you see some of the common pitfalls with something like that? Yeah. So I think that one of the things that I see a lot of is people um, having to unlearn the training that they've heard for so long. Okay. Um, like another thing that people have learned to do is like you say the price and then you just like shut up. Like, like mute the phone if you need to or whatever. And it's like awkward as hell. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I remember hearing one of the recorded calls once and I was like, what happened? And like the person on the line was like, hello. Like, and you like save the price to the very end. Right. And it's like this thing that's hanging over their head. And like, I go about it so differently. Like it is part of the conversation. Like, what is your budget? Like from the beginning, it's like, what did you have in mind for this? You know, were you thinking like one to three, three to five, like, okay, cool. We can work with that. Um, this solution is like this. And then the price. So it's not like this thing at the end. It's like, it makes sense. You know, it, and then when you talk about the price, you're like, so, um, you know, how, how, sorry, I just got a text. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're like, so how does that, is that fit within your budget type of thing? And, like instead of just being quiet and it, it's a conversation because you want to help them so you want it to fit within their budget you want to talk about i don't know it's just like another element of the sales process so anyway it's kind of hard to to explain but when i do it 
So that's why I've recently started. I did it with one of my clients. I got on a call with them yeah. and it made sense to see like, and I did it with another one of my clients and they were like, I didn't even notice you mentioned the price. And I'm like, well, I did. It was just part of the conversation. It wasn't like this, this buildup that was like hanging over all of our heads. People, it sounds like, I feel like people have like this sales trauma. They, they're like, okay, I'm going to wait till the very end and just like, like left hook you with like, here's the price, you know, and dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. You're going to like, oh, oh gosh. What are they going to say? What are they going to say? Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Like sitting there in suspense and whatnot, where I, I love that you're being able to just be like, so what are you looking at? Because then you can immediately start to qualify that person, it sounds like. Exactly. And you sell them the value while you're talking. Yeah. Like, and, and the value that is important to them. And everything ends up being custom tailored to this person. That's why you need to focus on them. Makes, that um, makes absolute sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, I now offer to get on the phone with the person for up to five calls because I think that, so there's a problem with the course industry, right? Nobody finishes courses. And when they do, they, uh, they don't know how to implement them. They don't know how to connect those dots personally. Gotcha. Okay. So the coaching is like, I have a, an hour and a half of audios that lays out my framework because I don't want it to be like 30 hours. Like who has time for that? And then I implement it through coaching, but then even more so like, if I hear the calls and I tell people like, this is what I see that you could do different. It's like a trainer telling you how to do an exercise and showing you how to do an exercise. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's kind of, you kind of have like both elements, like the pieces that you don't necessarily need to be there. You've automated it to the point where it's like, learn this, learn how to, I don't, I don't know what your course has, but like, for example, it's like, learn how to listen to people first, you know? And then it's like, yes. let me show you how to do it too and where you might, and you're kind of like holding their hand through that process. I love it. Well, and it helps a lot to hear how a call should flow. Makes like, sense, yeah. There is a flow and structure to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so to hear like the flexibility within that and like how it's not this weird ass, awkward conversation. And then, you know, hopefully we close it at the end too. So you get a bunch of closes. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited about it. I used to yeah. sell in a team setting all the time, Yeah. Uh, which is part of why, I don't know, I guess I think that I'm good at sales. I like picked up little pieces from everybody that I worked with. So we would sell in pairs. Yeah, it was cool. We'd sell yeah. in pairs all the time because I worked at a newspaper who was trying to merge into digital. And so I would go out with the print reps to sell the digital advertising components to their account. Oh, okay, cool. So we would work together all the time. And like, it was really so helpful. And I like it so much better than selling on my own, actually. I'm sure having someone there, like a partner and whatnot, partner in crime, although yeah. it's probably not partner in crime. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get it. So it, it, it really does sound like there's a lot of mistakes that people can, can make. And there's like a lot of myths that people have, like, I guess, um, what is it? What is that word when you believe something to be true, but that it isn't, um, it's kind of like myth, but I don't know. Um, yeah. um, notions, right. They have like these preconceived notions of like what sales is and how it should go. Whereas they, they're, they've lost the humanity in it. Um, and it sounds like you have something for everyone to actually overcome that. Yeah. So the other thing I really like about it is like, okay, I'm not saying that my way is the right way. Right. 
Um, I think whatever resonates with you is the right way and whatever is closing calls is the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, when I work with somebody, I go, I talk through approaches. Like I remember actually on the live with you, um, you were like, I feel really weird about discounting my services. And I was like, okay, like on the phone to give them an incentive to, to sign right. up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well then you can offer something additional in value. So we like, yeah, custom fit it to whatever like feels comfortable and good to you. And um, honestly, like, I, I really like that it's like fitted to your personality, but the general framework is the same. And the weird thing is, is that there are people that do this, okay? Like I come across people who are like, yeah, I, I close like 90 to 100% of my sales. And I'm like, oh really, what do you do? And they're like, well, I ask them about their problems and then I like diagnose it and I offer a solution and then, you know, we do. And I'm like, that's exactly what I do. And <laughs> people do this and they're not telling anybody. And like all these other trainers come out with this sales training that's like sucks. And like, there's, I don't know why nobody's come out and said this other way of doing it before, right, but yeah. it's actually not new. There are others that do it and they have really high close rates. No, it makes, it makes absolute sense. So um, I know we're coming up to the end of our time here. And I, I just want to say, like, I, I love your approach. Um, it's very human. It's very, like, it helps us to have better conversations with people, which is what we're all about here. That's our main philosophy, right? Um, to make sure to have it be a good conversation, it needs to lead to some other conversation, whether it be with you or someone else. But I know um, for everyone listening, we have, if you go to Alicia Barr, uh, and your name is spelled A-L-E-A-S-H-A-B-A-H-R. Yep, I got it. <laughs> AliciaBar.com. Um, you can actually get to see what, like six sales mistakes that you're probably making that you need to avoid, right? So um, go, head on over there, go ahead and, and, and watch that and so that you can actually help more people um, and close more business. So I loved having you on the show. Thanks a lot for being here. Thanks so much, Victor. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. Another fantastic episode of Don't Kill the Messenger. So I bet you're a bit like me and you have a service that people need to get the result that they are looking for, that they want. And yet most coaches and consultants and course creators run into the the objections of like, well, I don't know if this is for me or the conversations that immediately talk about price or they're, you know, this to go round and round in circles because we may have gone too quickly into this transactional state by asking too much up front. Don't worry, because the good news is that with one simple change, you can start to immediately see an uptick of new leads and conversations so that you can get even more clients and customers. Head on over to ventobot.com forward slash CDF. And that will give you the everything you need to go ahead and do that. All right, I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.